We're back listening to Money Talks. We had uh, tax reform, talked about it a little mm-hmm. bit in the first segment. And uh, moving on from that, we've got uh, in the uh, the 529, we actually had some changes that instead of just using those funds for um, for post-secondary or you know college, whether it be uh, graduate or otherwise, your, your uh, undergrad studies, we can now use those for primary care or primary uh, mm-hmm. education, right? Correct. So if you send your children to uh, a, a private school, then you can use those funds as well. And DJ, we got lots to talk about in this realm as well. Uh, maybe a comparison between the old Coverdale account, right. which a lot of folks have thought for years that those were going to go away. Yeah. Uh, they do limit you with a Coverdale more so than they do with a, the 529. Uh, but now with the 529 uh, opening up to those primary years, uh, maybe it helps folks save a little more money for school. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the the problem with the Coverdale has always been that it limits you to only in being able to contribute $2,000 a year. So right. in order to, you know, for most people to save for college, that's not really going to help. Yeah, right. you have to really start way young. Early, uh, very early. You know, as soon as your children are born, basically start saving the $2,000 per year. Uh, in order for it to amount to to something that'd be sufficient enough to actually use for college, plus a good market like we've had since uh, 2009 has not uh, been a negative for sure. Uh, the market's up over 375% since then. You realize that? Wow. Yeah. Anyway. It's amazing. Yeah. So the 529 has been the you know the plan that most people are using now because of the amount that you can contribute but there i think you know we even find a lot with our clients are asking you know have asked in the past if they could use it for um you know private school tuition and they have not been able to do that right and especially you know if you have other family members that are helping like grandparents that are helping contribute for kids you can build up you know the one thing that you don't really want to do is overfund a 529 plan. So this can actually help with that if you're sending your kids to private school. So what, I mean, you can, you can uh, use the funds for other individuals, right? Yes, it can go from like sibling to sibling or cousins or, you know, I mean, family members, family members, but you know, what you tend to see happen is the people that are overfunding overfund it for, you know, all of their kids, right? you know, well, um, if it were a grandparent, who right. they can they can contribute to the 529, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they probably have more options, assuming they have more than one grandchild. Right, right, right. So you know, it could be it could actually become kind of a uh, a, a fund of sorts to help the whole family out, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the we started out talking about the uh, Coverdale being limited to two thousand dollars per year, but uh, with a 529, was it fifteen thousand per year in 2018? Um, as far as the the contribution limit, yes, you can do fifteen thousand a year, or you can you can contribute up to seventy five thousand in one year, but that will count for five years worth of contributions. Okay, so you can combine. You can pre fund it, if you will. Right, and all that money is pre tax, right? So you're not going to get, um, or it is not. Which is that? You're, I mean, you're contributing after-tax dollars, but it okay. grows tax-free, and there you're right. not taxed on the earnings as long as it's used for, 
you know, for education costs. Right. So in terms of similar to any retirement account, it's more like a Roth then, right? You, right. You put as long as tax money and then it grows tax-free. Correct. And then, you know, the, the idea is that you must use it for the education expenses or it's taxed um, it, with a 10% penalty because it's not used for education purposes. All right. Right. Yeah. But you do get a little bit of a tax credit there for the 529. So if you you assume you have a Georgia 529, you contribute to that 529, you can get a little bit of help, yeah. a little credit back on the taxes there when the, when the, for the tax state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the state, now you, state. I mean, you know, we talked about what I called the limits. They really aren't limits, but those are the, the amounts that you can do without it being above gift tax so you know the Ah. gift tax limits so um that's what you you know you if you don't want to file a gift tax return that type of thing so anything above the fifteen thousand in a single year seventy five thousand for the next five five years is going to be considered Considered. a gift to the individual who's named in the in the 529 so technically you really could fund it with you know you could put a hundred thousand dollars in there but you know you run into the yeah. The gift tax issue. All right. So there we go. Um, and tax changes have, have given us that new benefit that you can spend the money on more than just college. Yep, from the 529. Awesome. So if I have a Coverdell account, say I started saving a long time ago, and uh, I wanted to recharacterize it to a 529, is that allowable? Typically you can. If, if you're the owner and... You know, and you have the beneficiary, and you're going to open a 529 with the same owner and the same beneficiary, then you can swap them over, move like it that. into the okay. 529, which plan. would then allow you to save more. You probably lose a little bit in as much as the Coverdale. You can pretty much invest in whatever you want, right? Right. And the 529 <laughs> is is more mutual fund based, and and you have plans from which you can pick certain investments. Is correct. That correct? Right. correct. Correct. And if you live in Georgia, which you know most of our listening audience does, right. um, you know, we typically recommend uh, the Georgia 529 because you get to um, deduct $2,000 a year on behalf of any beneficiary for those filing a single return and up to $4,000 a year for those filing a joint return All right. off of their state income tax. All right. Is uh, Other than making sure that it's spent for education, is there any other limitations you got to be aware of or... You know, it's it's pretty much there. You can spend the money. Yeah, as long as it's a qualified education expense. All right. So it's uh, you can't send your dog to dog training school on this. That is not going to be a qualified expense, unfortunately. Yeah, they don't have one of those. Huh? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm just here to ask the the hard questions, and clearly I've uh, done that for this moment. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back. You're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.